This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out, sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. I once asked hundreds of moms what their greatest daily challenge is. The response, hands down, was not having enough time. That didn't surprise me in the least. And if you're a mom, you're probably nodding your head like, girl, ain't nobody more crunched for time than a mama. Yet so often, we engage in colossal wastes of time and don't even realize we're doing it. There are the obvious time suckers, like doing yourself what others can do for you, or spinning in frenzied circles every morning when some simple planning and organization tricks could have you sailing smoothly and quickly out the door. But there are also really sneaky thieves of our time. You can't see them, can't even pinpoint them, but they rob us of precious moments and keep us from fully enjoying life. One of those thieves takes the form of doors that close in our faces. You know what I mean, right? Have you ever been dumped or fired and refused to let go or been unwilling to forgive yourself for something that you wish you had handled differently? Even now, might you be holding on to how things were before the pandemic or how they would have been if none of this had happened? This may be a harsh truth, but pining away for what could have been is the ultimate waste of time. I'm going to say something obvious because sometimes you and me need reminders. There is nothing you can do to change something that has already happened. Nothing. Unless, of course, you have a time machine. Listen, I'm not saying you should dance around in glee when things don't work out. It's absolutely okay to be disappointed and hurt. And more importantly, it's absolutely okay to express that you're disappointed or hurt. What I am saying is that as with everything in life, you have a choice. You get to decide how long you want to stay in a space of anger, sadness, or hurt. Experience it fully, you must. But once you do... Realize that choosing to hold on to it or wishing it had gone down differently is not only a giant waste of time, but it's robbing you of the joy that has popped up in its place. And yes, joy has popped up in its place. You only have to turn your head and see it. It's like that famous quote from Alexander Graham Bell. When one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened for us. My first marriage ended less than a year after it started. After five years of living together, we lasted eight measly months as husband and wife. 
For my part, it was humiliating and heartbreaking. I would stare at my wedding photos and feel like an idiot. I would go to friends' engagement parties convinced that everyone secretly pitied me for being such a loser. When I had to change back to my maiden name, I literally thought I was going to die when everyone in my office received a new phone list with my name appearing in a different place alphabetically. I felt unlovable. I felt like a complete and total failure. And you better believe I wasted hours upon hours wishing I had done things differently, wishing we had never met, wishing I could have avoided the hurt and the ugly I experienced in the months leading up to and after our divorce. There was a time when I was desperate to erase us, desperate to erase the pain and humiliation of making what seemed like such a grave mistake. It took me years to appreciate that door slamming in my face. Now I can see it for what it was, a blessing. The pain and humiliation I experienced had immense value. I learned who I am and what I can give myself. I learned what I can take from life. My only regret is that I wasted any time at all wishing it had never happened. Had it not, I would have never been able to walk through the door that opened for me almost immediately, which led me to the father of my children and the absolute love of my life. It led me from a toxic relationship into an ideal one, one in which fairy tale romance is real, and that produced two children who are living, breathing manifestations of our intense love for one another. How often do you say to yourself, I love my mom life? A lot, hopefully. But if sometimes you sort of feel like motherhood is one long ride on the hot mess express, you're not alone. As a mom, you have the best intentions of getting your to-do list, your goals, and you know, your life in order. And sometimes you kind of do. But then a small human asks you repeatedly for a snack and you completely lose track of what you are doing. Sound familiar? Our mission at Your Ideal Mom Life is to help moms take back their time and get more of what they want. And we have a fun and simple and free way to help you make that happen. It's called the Mom Life Challenge. During this challenge, you'll learn how to create a mom life you absolutely love. In three days, you'll jumpstart the habits you need to organize your life and your schedule. Translation, less mom fails, more winning. And did I mention it's free? Visit us at youridealmomlife.com and click on the banner at the top of the page to join thousands of moms who are taking back their time and loving their mom life again. I call this whole process the Moana Principle. Yes, I said Moana, as in the Disney movie. Do you remember that part when she's out on the ocean, lost and alone, searching for Maui? Well, even if you don't, or you have no idea who I'm talking about because you aren't forced by young humans to repeatedly watch Disney movies, stay with me. This is good stuff. Maui is, of course, a demigod no one has seen in like hundreds of years, and Moana has absolutely no idea how she's going to complete such a monumental task, having essentially set sail with only a shell necklace and an idiot chicken to guide her. And so, in a moment of desperate faith, she calls on the ocean for help. The ensuing result is a tumultuous storm that tosses her and her tiny raft from wave to giant wave while she hangs on for her life in terror. The next morning, she finds herself shipwrecked on an island, 
frazzled and disoriented and seemingly no closer to finding Maui. So she's furious, curses the ocean for toying with her, and adds at the end of it, fish peeing you all day. (laughs) But in the next moment, who does she discover just happens to be stranded on that island too? Maui. The ocean delivered after all. Wow. Did anyone else feel that two by four smack upside the head? The metaphor struck me immediately and left me covered in goosebumps, blinking back tears. It's a powerful illustration of life, don't you think? Sometimes the fastest way to get from where you are to where you need to be is through a total bazooka of a storm. It is a profound truth, if I do say so myself. An epiphany, right? Haven't you ever been through an awful situation only to realize months or years later that it was a blessing in disguise? That's obviously a rhetorical question because, duh, of course you have. It goes hand in hand with realizing that when one door slams shut, another one always opens. And what's become so clear to me now is that I asked for the storm just like Moana did. I didn't realize it at the time, of course, whoever does. But it was my own unconscious creation. I like to think of it as my true self reaching out her hand and saying, come on, girlfriend, I know a shortcut. Just don't let go of my hand because this is going to get ugly. I wonder for you, do you find yourself still staring at the door, the coronavirus or a former boss or an ex-husband slammed in your face instead of at the door that's been open for you through which you might find joy or peace or healing? My advice, don't resist the open door and don't curse the closed one. Don't shut your eyes and wish it wasn't happening. Obviously, you need to experience it. After all, it's taking you exactly where you want to go. So that begs the question, if there are unexpected blessings when doors are slammed in our faces, could we find similar fortune by closing some doors ourselves? I'm voting yes. On this side of the storm, I appreciate the good I took from my first marriage. My ex-husband encouraged me to put myself through law school. The raw and simple truth is that I would never have gone if it weren't for him. At 23 years old, I believed my parents would pay for my tuition, and when they told me they couldn't, I thought that was simply the end of that. But not him. He helped me see I could do it myself, and that decision changed the trajectory of my entire life. I'm grateful for the storms in my life now. They've each made me that much more powerful. Oh, and speaking of power, did you ever notice how every superhero there ever was had to overcome some kind of adversity on their way to becoming great? Dead parents, lost love, kidnapped children, terrorism, war, the list of tragedies is literally endless. You never read about a superhero who had a cushy life filled with love and devoid of problems, and then poof, they became a superhero. Nope, and you never will. They must endure the storm first. Remember that while you're intentionally riding out yours. My encouragement to you today is to be grateful for the doors in your life that slam shut. Remember the Moana principle. Appreciate that God has made clear to you that the closed door isn't the one you're supposed to walk through. And the open door, it just might be behind you where you're not looking. Don't stare at the closed one for so long that you forget to turn around and see it. Oh, and while you're at it, go ahead and shut those doors you should have closed a long time ago but left open. You're making the air conditioner work twice as hard, girlfriend.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.